Today we have a conversation with Stefan and Nicole Reinisch, owners of Service Desk, a firm that specializes in transaction and listing management for realtors. In this conversation, we talk about the current market conditions as well as the services that they offer, the ways that they can help realtors save time and be more efficient in their business. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Stefan and Nicole. Welcome to the Preferred Shore Podcast. Here's your host, Robert Milligan. I've been really looking forward to this, and thank you so much for joining us today on our podcast. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. Of course. Well, we've met through your service desk service, um, and you're doing a fantastic job for our agents with transaction and listing management, helping everybody save a lot of time, which ultimately makes, you know, those efficiencies help everybody be more profitable. But I thought it would be fantastic to first just learn more about your backgrounds and... uh, all that sort of thing. So yeah, take it away. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So my name is Nicole and um, we're originally from Germany. Okay. And uh, we moved to the area in 2015 in late August. Okay. And it was a very emotional experience, I must say. Right. Did you move um, straight from Germany to Florida here in 2015 or was there other stops along the way or? (laughs) No other stops along the way straight from Germany to Florida with a large overseas container. Wow, I bet that was quite a, a process. Of, that was sure quite exciting. <laughs> that was quite exciting. There's lots of opportunities for, uh, for for mayhem there when your whole life is in a container going across the ocean. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it all, all worked out? Yes, it all worked out. And so we basically packed everything we had, except for some very non-replaceable personal belongings because you never know what's going to happen with an overseas container yes. on a eight weeks ship trip. Mm-hmm. So um, we had a few large suitcases with us as well. Sure. Mm. Our daughter and our yellow Labrador, uh-huh. Peggy Sue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Peggy Sue. It's kind of funny when you look at, when you, know, when, you, when you move not just to a different city or to a different state, but when you move to another continent. Yeah. And um, so obviously it's, you, you, you're, you don't have access to your your belongings for a long period of time, but you also pack your entire house, everything you have, except the stuff you're not either not allowed to take or you don't want to take, into a container, and it comes along, you think, oh, there's no way all of this is going to fit in, right. and you've got those guys, and also, it's, you know, it's going to take a long time, mm-hmm. um, but those guys arrive, and they pack everything you own <laughs> wow. into that small container within... <laughs> five hours and incredible. all that's left is like a mattress all the stuff you don't want to take or need to get rid of mm-hmm. so that was quite yeah what that was a, quite an experience what a process you know most of the time um we don't experience those sorts of <laughs> things whenever we're mm-hmm. moving you know shorter distances and uh, i've never gone through anything like that that's really interesting so everything arrived in in one piece for the most part hopefully and good yeah. and uh, amazingly it did how did you uh, decide to settle uh, on sarasota florida had you vacationed here before or <laughs> Um, well, first of all, just for my introduction, I'm Stefan. Oh, right, um, yes. <laughs> I, I, I hadn't introduced myself, so I'm, I'm Stefan, um, the, the broker of, uh, of Service Desk. And funny enough, when we moved here, we had been to Florida many times on vacation, but we had actually never been to Sarasota. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, just some coincidences and people we, we, we kind of met at the time made us come to Sarasota. We always, like most Germans for some reason, um, went on vacation to Cape Coral. Mm-hmm. That's, for, I don't know, historically a, a, 
a very heavily um, a, a German enclave, let's put it like that. Sure. And if you go there for Christmas, uh, it's it's almost almost like you're in Germany because wow. everybody speaks German. It's amazing, hmm. um, and we've been here many times, but never to Sarasota. So when we came here, we really fell in love with the city, with the beaches, mm -hmm. with all of the you know all of the things you can do here in the town, which you can't in Cape Coral. I mean, Cape Coral is beautiful. You've got the canals and all of that, but that's pretty much it. Right, right. And while in Sarasota, you know, you got downtown, you got Lakewood Ranch, you're close to Tampa, and you've got fantastic beaches. So yes. what's not to like here? Oh, I know it, it is a wonderful place. Yes. And, um, and I don't. I've, I've always been aware that there's a heavy concentration of German yes. people down in Cape Coral, and I, I too, I don't, I don't know why that is or how that started. Um, to be <laughs> honest, I think. Um, one of the reasons is historically um, they have the airport there, which is Southwest Florida International Airport, okay. and the only international flights they really had for a long time was a connection to Germany and then to Canada, of course. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the bigger European tour operators offered tours to Cape Coral. And that's mm -hmm. basically the first step where a lot of people disembarked. It's beautiful. It's sunny, it's Florida, mm -hmm. so that's why. Yeah. And you've got the canals. That's where a lot, of, why a lot of people stayed there and right. bought properties. Yeah, yeah, well, that would be logical. And you're right. There, it is a, a great value for good boating water um, yes. down in the Cape Coral area with all the extensive canal systems yeah. and things that they yeah. have. True. So, um, so you you migrated a little north, which I think was yes. a good move. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and got into the real estate business here. Were were you in real estate business uh, in Germany or? Uh, I was you, not. Yeah. <laughs> what did I you had, do, Stephanie? I had nothing to do with that. Um, well, um, I, have a, I have a master's degree in, uh, in business, and I worked at a bank for a while. Um, and then, for the most part, before moving here, I was a commodities trader. Okay. Um, so, I did um, um, power trading, so uh, electricity and natural mm. gas um, for, for quite a while, which was very interesting and very demanding as well. And then for the last four years before moving here, I was the managing director of a natural gas pipeline company. Wow. So, um, you know, I, I don't <laughs> think you could be any further from real estate than, yeah. than that. Um, completely different, but um, yeah, we were looking for a change and um, it's, been, uh, it's been very, very good move and a, a great journey. Yeah, when, when you say, um, well, I'm happy to hear that, of course. And when you say commodities trader, I think of like the Chicago Mercantile Exchange here for like our, it's like the stock market of commodities here in the, in the States. Is that, uh, how, how is that process handled in Germany? Is it similar um, in some ways or? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is very similar. Mm -hmm. um, however, when you, when, you know, when you look at the stock exchange in Chicago, you have that, you visualize it with a lot of people on a trading floor screaming right. and pointing with their hands. <laughs> I guess in parts it is still like that a little bit, but the majority of the, tr the trades and of things that are going on is computerized. So it's people, you know, even on Wall Street, it's people sitting at their at their desk in some remote office, mm -hmm. um, looking at screens all day and um, mm -hmm. doing their trades there. And that's pretty much what what I did or we did there as well. So it's less glamorous yes, and loud than you would think. There's <laughs> just six, seven, eight monitors you look on, yeah. look at all day, everything flashes, and but you can't leave. You have to look at it all the time to make sure that you don't miss anything. Right, so yeah, it's that's a, a, it's a high-stress position. Yeah, it is high-stress, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's computer work like many other jobs as well. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. And how so. about you, Nicole? Were, were you in real estate in Germany? Not at all. Really? I, <laughs> I also have a degree in uh, economics and marketing. Okay. And um, I used to coach for a company in Germany for sales purposes. Okay. And um, 
when we initially came here, we thought, okay, we know HGTV. We've mm -hmm. seen it all, mm -hmm. and we watched the Property Brothers flip flop, whatever <laughs> there is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if they can do it, we can do it mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So when we came here, we thought, okay, real estate, let's try that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So on base of HGTV, uh, we learned very quickly that it has nothing to do. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> with what we see on HGTV. Mm -hmm. So we. I, I got into reality very quickly <laughs> when I started to take my real estate course. Yes. <laughs> so, but never had to do anything with real estate in Germany. And of course, we're, so English is not my native language. Mm -hmm. So as a second uh, language, I had to learn all that vocabulary. So wow. And, uh, and you know, and, and when, when did you pick up English? Did they, were you taught in, in grade school English and other languages or was that something, yeah, yeah so that was early, early on in life, but still a challenge, I'm sure, to, you know, pass the real estate tests and all of these things that you've yeah, had to do in a, in a second language. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not even very good at English and I don't, I can't really <laughs> speak any other language aside from that. I can, uh, Find uh, I can ask where the restroom is if uh, it's if in ma in Spanish if I need to, but other than that, that's about <laughs> all I got. Very important, though. Right. So uh, so so jumping in here, um, you know, I, I find it really a, a great niche that you've uncovered and that you're serving now um, to help realtors be more efficient, more productive. So um, maybe you could describe some of the services that you offer and, and tell us about Service Desk. You know, tell us how the how the idea you know came to be and 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 how take it from there. I'd say. Yeah. Um, so um, originally started in real estate, and I pretty quickly realized that the actual sale part of it is not my forte. So mm -hmm. I had more fun managing paperwork, doing administrative work, and I transitioned into an administrative job, uh, being the operations manager for a brokerage here in Sarasota. Okay. And um, then while in that position, I realized that um, there is something more I would like to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about just getting our own company up providing um, transaction management services to real estate professionals in our area um, because I saw that despite COVID that, ha that uh, hit last year, there was still a huge demand for that support because we could quickly see in summer that the real estate market didn't slow down. Quite the opposite, it picked up and the agents got busier and busier. And um, that's when we thought, okay, Let's do this. Let's try this and uh, open up our own company offering um, support for real estate professionals in the area. And um, one of the unique things um, is that we're completely independent, so not affiliated with any other brokerage in the area, mm -hmm. um, licensed with the DBPR and uh, have great systems in place to be able to support the agents for whatever they need. I completely agree. And um, as I mentioned, you're doing a fantastic job with our firm. And it's, um, you know, I'd like to maybe um, talk a little bit later in the conversation about just market trends in general, some of the things that we're seeing, because I, I know what's going on in my brokerage, but you have a little different vantage point where you can see, you know, things that are mm -hmm. going on in, in many brokerages. 
and you know, I'd like to just get your your vantage point on that at some point uh, in the near future here. But uh, you know, I, I guess um, maybe before we do that, could you describe some of the services that you offer to agents? You know, of course, there's different services on the buy buyer side of a transaction versus a customer who's um, listing and selling their mm -hmm. home. You know, maybe maybe you could go into a little more depth as to what types of services that you can provide. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So we s let's start with the listing side. Yeah, so sure. we offer listing activation services where we really take off from the agent where um, they have an executed listing agreement, uh, all disclosures signed, and we just support them and the seller to mm -hmm. get everything set up, entered in MLS um, until activating the listing and setting up everything and showing time. So once the listing is active, everything can just roll. Mm -hmm. So the agent has the time to go and prospect for more listings while we take care of the paperwork, entering everything in MLS, scheduling photographies, um, and getting in additional documentation from the seller. And the only thing that's really important for us is that the agent is always aware of what's going on and they are always CC'd in any communication that is happening in the background. Wonderful. So that's one of the, one of the services. And then, of course, our bread and butter is contract to close services where we mm -hmm. assist either the seller under contract or the buyer under contract moving everything from the executed contract until closing. Mm -hmm. And so, so the idea is, is that it, it enables an agent to um, not, it, it eliminates the necessity to hire an assistant to get help and support with these types exactly. of services. <coughs> and, um, and, you know, of course, there's a lot of challenges with that, aside from the fact that you're obligated to a, a salary or hourly rate or something along those lines with, a, with an assistant. Um, you know, then you also have to train somebody and, you know, there, there's a lot of logistical challenges with, with that. So it's really, I think, a fantastic opportunity for agents to be able to use your service. And then that way, you know, of course, when they're experiencing revenue, when they have a transaction coming up, um, they can use your service, and, and if you know they have a, a little dip, they don't have somebody on the payroll, so to speak. And obviously, yes. Uh, yes. you're you're very professional, and you know there's no training involved, and that those sort of uh, logistical challenges. So I think that that's fantastic. So aside from um, husband and wife, uh, what are your <laughs> roles in the in the company? Because I have the perception that that Unicor are the more detail oriented one in the relationship. I could be wrong, but <laughs> but what is, are what are your that your is roles? <laughs> Correct. I mean, I'm, I'm as, um, as the broker, I, I try to look more at the strategic side um, of, um, of our business. Um, I do, I handle more of the financial and HR aspects of what we do because um, all our services are provided by, um, by, by licensed transaction coordinators that are there for our, for our clients. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just important to do you know things in the background as well to keep everything running and of course to provide that that good and great service and have a certain service level um, as well that we um, aspire to keep and deliver for everyone mm -hmm. and that's basically what i do mostly um, in the background while nicole is as you say more detail oriented mm -hmm. and more hands-on in the daily business so yeah. that's kind of the that's 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 kind of the 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 split we have. I, I, I love it. And it's, it's, it's always interesting for me, um, just how we have our own natural proclivities, which is a big word for me. It's, <laughs> it means what things we naturally move towards. Because as you were describing how you found your, your fit here to start developing this niche, how you found yourself moving towards 
more of like the, the details, the paperwork, the admin side of the business. That's the exact opposite side of anything that I personally <laughs> enjoy. Yes. And I'm so grateful for, um, for people you. like you. I'm yeah. lucky to have, have um, quite a few around <laughs> our office that can help out with those sorts of things because it's uh, something that I have no... Um, phenomenal natural abilities. To, <laughs> to, yeah. But um, what I've found first, you know, and I can relate to salespeople that are maybe wired a little more like myself is that it, the, the burden of, of doing those tasks, if it's not something that you enjoy, it's not something that you're good at, it, it, it takes more than just the time. It takes just the enthusiasm out of your, of your practice. And so, you know, for, I think that it, what I've found with our agents is the ones that are, are using you are, um, because they're not taking any energy away from the things they enjoy and they're kind of staying in their lane and doing the things that make them happier. For most realtors, most realtors are, are kind of socially outgoing type people. Most realtors are happiest when they're meeting face-to-face -face with customers, you know, actually showing properties, helping people arrive at conclusions exactly. and, and yeah. giving that guidance. And then it's like when all the nuances of the paperwork and the details and the contract dates and all that kind of stuff, it, that's all kind of stuff that takes energy away from you that makes you yeah. less happy i would yes. say so i mean so to me it's more than just the time saved it's staying in your lane and maintaining enthusiasm yeah. and you know serving yeah, that's, customers that's that's, that's very true <laughs> that's actually that's i think one one of the one a part of our approach at least to take away that all that tedious paperwork that the majority of agents um are not you know, you know, it's part of the transaction. It needs to be done because otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, you won't get to won't make it to closing. But um, there's so many things that that a lot of good agents are better at. It's like everything in life. If you enjoy what you're doing, then you're usually good at it. Mm -hmm. And then there's tedious stuff that comes along with it that you somehow do, um, but you're not. Your heart isn't in it, or you know you have to do it because it's necessary. But what if you had somebody that could do that for you? And right. most of the time, um, you know, um, you you start to get even better and expand your business if you're able to pass on the stuff that you're either not comfortable with mm -hmm. or you don't enjoy doing. Right. And yeah, who likes paperwork? <laughs> Nicole does. <laughs> RTCs do. But I yeah. know a lot of people. Don't yeah. enjoy that. Yeah, so. um, it, it, I think it's great. And um, when it when it comes to um, that, you know, like you said, in terms of just maintaining your enthusiasm, I mean, um, I've found, and and most productive agents have, especially those that are building teams, when you stay in your lane, even if you have to be a little bit extra generous to enlist some help around you, but it but it enables you to do more of the things that you're good at. Um, you know, for me personally, even even now presently, I don't feel exhausted at the end of the day. I feel, you know, because I'm, I'm doing things that are generally um, in um, alignment with what, you know, what I enjoy, you know, mm -hmm. so it's, it's not like I, I come to work and I'm in, and I'm just beat beat to death at the end of the day and exhausted. And you know, I mean, I'm, I'm doing things that that come very natural to me. And so to be able to outsource that and um, stay in your lane. I would definitely encourage any of the realtors listening to give that some serious consideration. <laughs> if if you're feeling a little stressed out right now, which is easy to do because our market is so crazy, um, that that you know even if it seems expensive to to enlist some help or you know maybe that's a cost that somebody would be um, a little bit cautious about taking on or wondering if they could bear that cost.
cost. Um, for me, that return on investment in my practice early on in my career um, was was massive. You know, just to, just to be happy and gain life, and ultimately it became more profitable that way too. So. Yes. Um, so, you know, in terms of being stressed um, and, and busy, um, like I mentioned, I thought we could talk about this market a little bit and just talk about what, what you're seeing out there, what, what I'm seeing in our office. And uh, it's, it's very unprecedented times. Um, we were chatting just for a minute before we had the cameras turn on. And, you know, um, a, a year ago nearly to, I mean, I, I don't know if it's quite to the day, but it was probably within about a week of whenever. Last week. Was a it year last ago. week? Yep. A, a year ago that that we all went into the the quarantine lockdown um, period of, of this, I believe. Um, we're close to it. Close to it, yeah. And, uh, yeah. It, and how different it has turned out than we could have uh, ever really anticipated or, or imagined. And um, for some, it's been very fortunate. For others, not quite as much. And, and that's concerning. I, I certainly don't like to to see that, but you know, as, as it relates to our real estate business, um, what, are, what are you guys seeing in general out there? Because I know it's going on in our office, but I'd love to hear from, from your vantage points. <laughs> yeah, we see it as well, of course. I mean, we have a, we have a lot of, um, of insight um, in the market and, and we see, of course, that especially for the, for the buying side, for all buyers agents, it's tough at the moment because mm -hmm. you're competing you're competing in a in a market with low inventory um, for um, for whatever is there. Um, prices are going up, and we just see that a lot of at least agents on the buying side are a bit frustrated because it's hard to get something under contract. Because mm -hmm. you know, if you, in my personal opinion, it's 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 so hard at the moment. If you have a you know typical pool home, if you're with someone who who is financing, you're always or who needs to finance a purchase, you're always competing with maybe people from from up north or from other states that come with cash mm -hmm. and competing with a cash buyer um, when you have to finance something with all the contingencies that come with it mm -hmm. um, really gives you a hard time and that can be you know it can be can be tough on them yes um, and you have to write more offers than you may have had mm -hmm. to do in the past Absolutely. in order just to get something under contract I mean I'm sure that's the same here, but that's kind of what we see. And we're aiding and we're helping a lot of um, buyers, agents um, doing that, supporting them and writing offers. But obviously for us as well, it's, um, you know, um, it's, it's good to be able to help them, but it's, of course, disappointing for us as well, just like it is for them. Of course, yeah. Not to be able to, to get this under contract and right. to keep losing and losing and losing the offers. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the with in relation to that the the buy for most buyers it's a very emotional process to find the home that you're willing to commit to make an offer on you know and, and to your point it's been hard um i think for some buyers to you know they're feeling emotionally drained because you know they finally found the one they want and if they don't get it and then they don't get the next one either, the next one, and they just feel like they're, you know, they just have to buy something, even if it's not not a good fit right now right. because the market's so hot. The last I um, checked our stats, I don't, um, if, if I'm not mistaken, it was about uh, right around 800 active listings in Sarasota and Manatee County that were over about $300,000 um, total with about 8,000 total mm -hmm. realtors that are active in the same counties, which is just kind of bizarre. So, you know, there, there's only one house for, for each, you know, for per 10 realtors that we have <laughs> active in this area. And that's, you know, and assuming that each realtor has at least one buyer that they know that are 
you know, um, aspiring to buy a house, which obviously most realtors know many more than just one person that wants to buy a house. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's pretty, it's a pretty challenging time to be on the buyer side of the transaction for, for sure. We've, um, we've seen some strategies that have helped realtors be a little bit more successful than average. What are, are there some things that you mm -hmm. care to share maybe that, yeah. that are help helping agents secure the um, contracts? Absolutely. So yeah. what we've seen lately is, um, that um, if you have um, a, an agent that is that knows that they will be running into a multiple offer situation, that they from the very beginning put in an escalation clause mm -hmm. um, over exceeding the latest or the highest purchase price by let's say one thousand mm -hmm. dollars up to a maximum of maybe twenty percent over asking price, so mm -hmm. that they're able to compete within. Um, a bidding war, mm -hmm. basically, without going back and revising the offer, especially if they call for highest and best offers mm -hmm. by a certain time. So you have that one strategy. Another strategy we can see is that people waive the financing contingency if they are able to do that. Mm -hmm. So they might risk losing their deposit if financing will fall through on the right. back end. But if you're positive that you have no issues with your lender and you're going to get the, um, the loan mm. and the mortgage, mm -hmm. then, then it's what a, one of the strategies. Just go in and pretend it is a cash deal mm -hmm. while you obtain financing in the background. And right. depending on your EMD, that's the only risk you actually take mm -hmm. in getting closer to your dream home. And we all know that the home buying process is if you're going to contract easily, like last year or the year before right. is already very emotional for any buyer. Right. But if in a situation that mm. you have to be in a home within the next 30 to 45 days and it's just not that much available and you're always competing, competing and you lose all the time, that's so discouraging. It is. Not just for, the cl not, not just for your clients but also for our agents. Mm -hmm. We assist. So, as Stefan said, we offer um, to assist them with writing offers and anytime we write an offer, we try to be as fast as possible mm -hmm. so that it can be submitted as soon as possible. And uh, we always crossing our fingers mm. and pushing our thumbs mm -hmm. um, that the agent wins the bid. Sure. Because it's so mm. frustrating. Yeah. And uh, we feel for our agents and, of course, for their clients. Yeah, well, there's definitely a lot more work um, on the buyer side these days than there was even six, no. six oh, months yeah. ago, 12 months ago. Um, one of the things, if you know, not all the buyers that we work with are, are able to have the wherewithal to do this, but one thing that's been effective for um, customers financing a purchase, um, if they are to use a finance contingency, um, they will, because um, we've had a lot of appraisal challenges too, mm -hmm. with the market moving up as quickly as it has been. Obviously, there's not a lot of past data to support some of the pricing that we're seeing now, so appraisals have been coming in a little short. Some buyers, if they have the capability, um, will write in that they'll be willing to make up the difference between the appraised value and the purchase price in right. cash, if necessary, um, to help allay the fears or concerns that a seller may have yeah. um, in competition with reviewing other cash yes. offers and things. So, yes. Yeah, so that's something that's been helping us out a little bit, but, uh, but we're definitely experiencing a lot of the same things. I've, um, you know, it, it's hard because our realtors, I mean, everybody, every, each realtor is an independent uh, business. It's an entrepreneurial 
um, endeavor or business, you know, um, that, that, that's individual to each, each, uh, you know, realtor. And um, they have to be a little bit choosier, I would say, in qualifying the relationships that they're taking on now with buyers and things. And, you know, it's hard because there's always people that you would really love to help, really nice people right. who really need help. But, you know, if they're just not able to be strong enough to be competitive and, you know, the hard part, I think, for a lot of realtors is that there's a lot of customers who in a market just even six or 12 months ago were, you know, generally strong enough to obtain deals and get houses and things. But in this market, being as competitive as it is, it's, yes. you know, a lot of these same people are not really strong enough to be competitive financially. They're not able to put down a sizable enough escrow deposit or, um, or, or they don't have the wherewithal to bid, you know, 15, 20% over the ask price if that's uh, necessary at times. And, you know, so, so realtors just have to be choosier <laughs> now yes. too, who, who they're helping, which is, you know, that's easier said than done. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing because what it comes down to at the end of the day, if you're choosy, that means you're going to have to say no to someone right. in a nice way, in the nicest way possible, but you kind of have to break the news to a buyer that you would be more than happy to take on or help like a year right. ago. You have to break the news that I don't think you can afford this at the moment. Right. Not that house or may, I don't know, maybe not any house at the moment. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously a very tough information to give to someone. But what's, what's the flip side of the coin? You try to get something from them. You keep working for them with them, mm -hmm. but you're just not able to make anything work right. for them. So you're kind of, even you, even though you have the best intentions, you are wasting your time possibly the buyer's time as well mm -hmm. um, without any any chance of getting anywhere right. possibly and that's that is very difficult and it's of course frustrating again but that's how it is at the moment yeah. I fear. Yeah, you know, um, some, you know, I think it's important to manage expectations with mm -hmm. buyers right now, too, because, you know, realtors can catch some misdirected anger if they keep right. unsuccessfully trying to represent people in a purchase. And then if, you know, four or five, six offers later, they still haven't had a home. If, if you're not good about managing the expectations and having the customer understand the, the times that we're in right now, mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that's also uncomfortable <laughs> too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, as a buyer at the end, after, after a couple of tries, you kind of learn what mark or you, you should get the hang of what kind of market you're operating in. But in my opinion or what you know from from a from an agent's perspective the, the sooner you're able to kind of elevate the knowledge of a buyer of what's actually going on the better for them and for the, an agent as well on the long run mm -hmm. because you'll have less probably less frustration and less um yeah misdirected anger as you <laughs> say at, at down the road um if if you're able to tell them right away what's mm -hmm. happening because that yeah. way they'll be able to understand what's going on and why some of the things may not be working the way they want them to. Right. Yeah. Well, um, you know, customers need leadership. They don't need order mm -hmm. takers. And the best realtors are, are leaders. And so part of that is... Um, you know, and any any good leader prepares. You know, the, the 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 people they're leading for the mission ahead, and and to be authentic about that, I think is is really important. Um, you know, um, I think part of a realtor's job right now is to tell a buyer what it's going to take to yeah. have a successful outcome, and you know that might not be good news for everybody, but you know it's better than than over. Uh, over-promising and under-delivering, you know, and, right. and people becoming upset with that. Exactly, mm. and uh, what I really can see is if you as a realtor 
tell your client one thing. You have to trust me and you have to listen to me when mm -hmm. I tell you how we're going to win mm -hmm. this battle. Mm -hmm. Because that's what it is right there yeah. uh, at the moment. And I have so many conversations with our clients where, where they say they didn't listen to me. Yeah. They waited too long to sign the offer. I was yeah. not even able, the, the time we submitted the offer, it was already under contract because mm -hmm. buyers still don't listen to their realtors. Right. And especially in this market, that's the, the one message you have to relay to your <laughs> clients. Yes. You need to listen to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, um, in a way, like a, like a trainer at the gym. You know, we're, we're there in the same way to push people through the discomfort, yeah. you, know, you know, no pain, no gain, as they say, to get the intended outcome that we were hired for. So it's kind of like a trainer at the gym. Nobody really wants to do the push-ups or the sit-ups, <laughs> and they, you know, and they have lots of excuses, and sometimes they do skip, you know, <laughs> or whatever. But, uh, but you're, you know, if, you gotta, if you're there to get the intended result, you gotta, you're a, a good realtor is kind of like a trainer in that way to say, listen, I know you, that this is painful, and you might not want to pay 10% or 15 or more <laughs> over <laughs> less price, but if you want this house, this is <laughs> what it's going to take, and we'll get you the result right now so um so yeah so the the buyer side of the transaction is very interesting right now um not to say that it's that it's uh um that, that we don't have lots of successful experiences too i mean it might take a few more you know a few more offers a few a little bit of a different process but you know fortunately for the most part we are able to fill the orders um you know luckily on the seller side of things it's a little bit easier right now, you know, if you can manage to get the listings. So um, right. I'm curious what you guys would speak to or share that you're seeing on on the seller sides of transactions. Any any advice that comes to mind for anyone, customers, realtors? <laughs> <laughs> so on the seller side, it's really they need to be prepared that they might sell quicker than they would expect it. Mm -hmm. Especially if you have sellers, they have to sell their home before they move into a new construction. Because at the moment you see that if, you're not, if you don't have an international seller, they just sell to, um, to, to basically sell the investment property here uh, in the States. They need to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And if they, usually you sell your property and then you move into your new construction house, um, they need to be prepared right. to pack their things quickly <laughs> to move out quicker than usual, get everything into storage, and then still wait until the new construction um, is finished. Mm -hmm. So um, that is on the seller side, definitely something they need to be prepared, mm -hmm. that it might go very quickly. Um, and still and also tell your, tell your seller, don't have any overpriced pricing strategies, just because you see that a lot of homes sell at the moment, because if you're right. still heavily overpriced, your home still will still be sitting on the market without a right. successful sale. Right. Um, I, it's nice right now because a house that's priced appropriately, I, I, the best word I can think of is like an efficient market, which is, a, I think, a stock market theory, that the, the market's very yes. efficient, meaning that if you do happen to underprice the property a little bit, you know, the, the market will correct that and, and it will absolutely get bid over the ask price. So it's almost impossible right now to leave money on the table, so to speak, by, by underpricing the home, <laughs> you know, so, so it makes in that regard pricing a little bit easier. And to your point, Nicole, um, definitely recommend, you know, being a little more conservative versus, you know, drastically overpricing because of the market conditions right now. If the if the market will bear more as uh, hot and efficient as this market is, it will right. it will self-correct. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anything that, that you can think of, Stefan, that uh, um, relates to? I'm just um, 
I mean, from what I've been seeing from some of the transactions we had, um, I've there is for many people who own homes and who are at least moving within the area um there is the idea of um trying to um you know upgrade their own home by moving into a new construction mm-hmm. and i've seen this a couple of times that um there is this delay in in completion of new constructed homes that you put your house on the market of course it it'll go mm-hmm. very very fast and even if you move out the closing day to an expected move-in date or past that of a, of a completion date of a, of a new um, built home that I've seen that um, at some point that, um, you know, it was under, it was under um, contract, everything was great, and then all of a sudden um, you get the notice that um, your home will not be ready by the mm-hmm. time you have sold your old home. So what are you going to do? Um, depending on what kind of contract you're in, there's no way of getting out of it again. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it isn't as is, um, if there's not something special wrong with your home you're kind of at the mercy of the buyer of you know trying to get out or not so i would be cautious on that side because i've seen this a couple of times that um you know the rather sell later sell the home later Mm -hmm. than uh, sooner because as we said numerous times it will sell so make Mm -hmm. sure you know that uh You're not out on the street with your stuff or with everything in a container for a while before you get to your new place. Yeah, that's right. Do, do, does service desk get involved in, like, how, how extensive? Um, I know, obviously, you support the agent and, and help the agent with all the listing processes and things. Do, do you get involved in recommendations of any services for the, for the sellers, for the customers, in terms of just, like, you know, packing, moving companies? Any, do you help connect any of those dots for customers, or, or is, is it more relating to the realtor side? Yeah, it's more relating to the realtor side. <laughs> yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's not, what I was expecting. I, was I just mean, we, we, <laughs> we try to help them with giving, giving them, um, access to, um, or giving them information on how to, you know, how to change utilities and all of that stuff, which is, in, sure. which is to be done in the background as well. But when it comes to moving, yeah, <laughs> yeah I understand. That's, that's not yeah. for us. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know if uh, you just connected, like made re- referrals, recommendations for different services like that for moving companies, things. But I didn't expect so. So far not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but of course, we do have a list of um, of preferred and proved vendors mm-hmm. we have worked with in the past where of we course. know we got um, good mm-hmm. uh, references for. And that's all for cleaning mm-hmm. companies, for companies that would basically come and pack everything and clean out the entire, uh, the entire uh, space. And also, um, if you have, and sometimes you have the situation that you just have to clean out the entire house because the owner is no longer mm-hmm. uh, with us. And then, of course, we make recommendations for the Salvation Army or for Goodwill for the white glove service so they come and basically pack the entire household right. and take everything and just leave the house almost yes. spotless ready for mm-hmm. cleaning I've, with things like that we assist if we know that the seller is in need of such a service and they don't have any recommendations we're able to provide these information but yes, that's yes. basically the far as we, we yeah. will go well or for the seller side i mean if you have an as-is contract and um, let's say there's some repair requests um, mm-hmm. if it's minor stuff um, a lot of real estate agents will know handyman and all kinds of people who can right. who can help um, but we see a lot of repairs being done to, to homes and in, in, in transactions that that we manage or um, that that we kind of accompany um, 
agents with. Um, so we'll always have um, some knowledge of uh, companies as well who've done well in the past and who've been reasonably priced that we can pass on to the agent. If they want to recommend that to their client or not, it's, that is their their choice um, mm -hmm. but at least um, we can let them benefit from what we've seen if because some of the things are really minor and it's just a matter of who to call and obviously of course how how quickly they're able to right to respond and do that mm -hmm. but uh, that may be like a you know a service on the side that we just offer yeah, just to, to the agents happens it, organically yeah, yeah. yeah exactly because yeah. you know we can they can benefit from from the knowledge and the insight we have there mm -hmm. Very good. Um, and of course, I'm an advocate of your service. We've um, offered, uh, we have different value add um, packages for our realtors, one of which that we pay for your service, uh, you know, as part of our, our brokerage fee. That's how much that we believe in it, that I, I think it's a great thing to help our agents be more successful and more productive. Um, I'd like for you to let everyone know where the best, uh, the best way for people to find more information, should they just go to your website or how can people learn more, get in touch with you? <laughs> sure. I mean, they can go to our website, servicedeskusa.com. Mm -hmm. um, that has um, something about our transaction coordinators, about our services. And of course, they, will, they, can, always, uh, they can always call us. Um, or, or they can even stop by. Our office is on Main Street here, just up yeah. the road from yeah. yours. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're, all, we're neighbors, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, the majority of them they just call us, tell us what they're looking for and then we we tell them about our services and, and what we do and how we do it perfect sounds great so if it's all right i'd like to switch gears and talk about germany again um so how long has it been that you've been married now we've been married for 13 years since 2008 okay wonderful and um and and how old is your daughter you said you you moved over here with her correct? yes yeah. yeah we have one daughter her name is mila and she's nine years old oh wonderful so we've been here for five years or for six years now so the for the best part of her life, she's lived in the United States, yeah. even though she is uh, German citizens, just like we are. Yeah, so um, wish she wouldn't have quite been in kindergarten yet than when, when you moved. She had just started just kindergarten, started, okay. so it would be her first year in, 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 in kindergarten. Or in, it's, it's vice versa. The kindergarten in Germany is actually what is called preschool here. Okay. So it's kind of, yeah. the, the word is, is the same. It's even spelled the same, but it's, yeah, it's, it's just backwards. So, um yeah, she's been she's been here for the better part of of, of her life, and mm -hmm. if you speak to her, um, you you can't you know you you can't see that she's not from the United States. Yeah. She's got a typical yeah. American accent, other than than <laughs> other than us. So um, <laughs> it's sweet. it's quite it's quite yeah. Amazing. I, I um, have a nine year old as well. I know we've spoke about that, but mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting to see how the little the little ones you know they can adapt the, a lot yes. more and. Um, d does she still remember Germany and miss it much or, or not too much? Or do you guys go back and visit friends or family at all and bring her along? Or yeah, <laughs> no, of, of course she remembers yeah. and we speak German, we, we speak German at home yeah. and uh, we also taught her to read in German. So that was very important for me that she does not lose her first language she mm -hmm. learned right and but we try to go back uh, as often as we can mm -hmm. and of course for the last two years there was just a hold on everything of course <laughs> where yeah it was kind of tough to travel but um and of course we we speak with our family back in germany via zoom calls yeah. or facetime whatever yeah. is there is available and our friends and actually two years ago Mila spent four weeks in Germany all by herself. Oh, so wow. that's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> her grandpa came, picked her up, 
And then she came all back by herself oh, in nice. a large airplane. <laughs> <laughs> We're lucky for Zoom and, and uh, FaceTime as much yes. as, it, as Zoom can be annoying at times for meetings and things. It's still a real, a real blessing, yes. you know, in the grand yes. scheme of things here, um, especially given all the difficulties traveling. Yeah, absolutely. Year. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, um, maybe from, from my background, when I was young, when I was 16, I lived a year in New Zealand. Wow. Um, and if you look at the world... New Zealand is the furthest country from Germany. So if you drill right mm. through the earth, you, earth, you, you, you end up in New Zealand. Mm. And back then, um, of course, not, it was 1993, there was no internet or anything. Right. So you could either write a letter, old school, um, or you could call. And calling at that time, at least from Germany, um, the minute to call was, um, I think, roughly about $2.80. Okay. Um, so at that time... I could afford to call my and my host parents because I was at a student exchange. Mm -hmm. They had to pay the bill for that, right? <laughs> so I was able to call them once a month and I could speak to them for five to ten minutes yeah. maximum. And that was all there was. And yeah. today, I mean, you know, I yeah. can call them anytime you can see them. And all mm -hmm. it was was voice. And mm -hmm. that's very... I mean, I didn't miss it at the time. It was as it was, but from the technology you have today, mm -hmm. from the chances you get to speak to someone, it's a whole different world. Absolutely, it's amazing. It is amazing. It's hard it's to amazing. hard to even fathom really the yes. changes. <laughs> yes. So now that you're Floridians, um, have you gotten into any hobbies here that you enjoy? Any golfing, fishing, any stuff like that? <laughs> Yeah, I play golf yeah. um, <laughs> when I get the chance, um, and um, I'm a very passionate soccer player. Okay. So um, I would not miss that with the world. I mean, soccer is the biggest sport in, in Germany yeah. and mostly in Europe as well. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I really enjoy that, and that's very important to me. So mm -hmm. I play here at the Sarasota Football Club. Uh, it's called Football Club, even though it is a soccer club. Right, right. Um, well, it's a Euro and, European. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that that is a great pastime, and it's they're they're great people there. Very very multinational. A lot of a um, lot of people from Europe. A lot of um, people from Poland, Czech Republic, Italy, mm -hmm. Spain. Nice. And a lot of Mexicans and South Americans as well, because soccer mm -hmm. is a big thing yeah, there as well. It's, it's the it's a huge global yes. sport. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's really nice. How, yeah. how about yeah. you? <laughs> Any hobbies? <laughs> yeah, so I really love our beaches mm -hmm. and just go for beach walks to relax and just enjoy the surroundings. And mm -hmm. I do love hiking in mm -hmm. our state parks. Okay. So yeah. we yeah. try to travel all across Florida as much as possible, not in, a, not in the summertime, obviously, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but to enjoy um, all the state parks that are mm -hmm. here. And so, and we've been to yeah, quite we've a seen lot already much yeah so. everything that's within two hours three hours drive from here yeah, yeah. um yeah there's some nice springs and yes and, you know yes. things yeah uh, not a lot a lot of nice places to visit and see yeah. as always when you live somewhere you don't really travel to all the places to right. all the things you can see in your direct vicinity you've you've been to i don't know to Yosemite National Park, but you may not have seen, you know, right. Little Manatee River State Park, which exactly. is up the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're exactly right. That's, that's, that's how it often is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, does anything else come to mind that you'd like to share about Service Desk or anything else uh, that that uh, we haven't covered that you'd like to speak about? Or 
There's one thing I would like to add. So starting April 1st, mm -hmm. we are able to extend our um, hours to offer additional services oh, to support the agents. Mm -hmm. So we will be able to offer outside of business hours support for writing offers mm -hmm. in the evening hours, Monday through Friday, and also on Saturdays. Wonderful. So that's really something we're glad that we're able to mm -hmm. assist the agents now more to, um, mm -hmm. to be able, when they are out and about showing properties, they don't have the time to go right. back to the office, discuss everything, write the offer. They would like to have it ready when they come back to the offer. So they just yes. review it and send it. And we're happy that we are able to offer that service now starting April 1st. And it's not an April Fool's joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I think that's an excellent enhancement, a great value add. Yeah. So congratulations. That's, a, that's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. If um, anything else come to mind to you, Stefan, that uh, mm. we hadn't talked about or... <laughs> Things are going really well for us. I mean, there's huge demand for our services, and um, we've got really we've we've had a lot of very positive feedback about our services. I mean, at at the end of the day, our main goal is to take a take on workload from agents who are super busy with what they're good at doing. Mm -hmm. um, but we've been successful, and we've been learning a lot from them. Good thing is we kind of develop our service continuously along what the market wants and what agents want. Mm -hmm. Typical best example is weekend. We started with business and we still have, of course, business hours during the day where we had so much demand for weekend, for, for support over the weekend um, that we saw, mm. all right, yeah, if everybody wants that, mm -hmm. we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll follow on that and we'll make that available to agents. Yeah. And um, I'm sure there's further things coming down the road but we're quick to respond we're a small company we're local and we're here to help people and that's i think that's what makes us strong and that's what makes us unique that um you know we're we're able to respond quickly and help people with what they really need and that's what we want at the end of the day wonderful well, that was so, very well said yeah. And um, we're certainly grateful that you're helping our preferred shore realtors here. You guys are doing a fantastic job. I know that Thank you. our agents are more successful and happier, more fulfilled as a result of all the good work that you guys are doing. So, uh, so yeah, we appreciate it. Appreciate you both joining us on the podcast today, giving others a chance to learn more about you, get to know you a little bit better. And uh, for everybody watching, we'll see you again next time. We'll see you soon. And uh, for... Stefan, Nicole, again, we just appreciate you being here today. Great. Thank you thank very you much so for much. having us. Yeah, thank you very much for having us and really appreciate our relationship. Living in the